Bring me the motherfucking remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boys, the men's session should be like this. Oh, yeah. Sings the blues then 
I take it as a gym that's able to raise boys to men. A thousand young black kids from out the housing project, ready to catch rep to Calgary. The center of attraction, guaranteed satisfaction. Stop the app and make it happen, baby. people so we are back this is never out of bounds and this is your host El Jamal this is a special Friday night edition and uh, we're getting up we're past midnight right now uh, tonight we're not gonna have a pretty and we're not gonna go that deep tonight we're not gonna have a super long show I was gonna come back tomorrow for a special Saturday night edition uh, I don't normally have shows on Saturday but uh, there was a couple things I wanted to talk about tomorrow, so I'll say those for then, and I'll talk a little bit more about them at the end of the show. But for right now, we're going to get into the word on the street. And uh, earlier this week, I talked about, uh, at least on my, I think on my last show, uh, I talked about Trump and his meeting this week, his summit this week in Brussels with NATO. And uh, there was a lot of stuff he said and talked about. And pretty much we're going to have a fact check. This was, I was going to fact check everything here. Uh, I went to a, a couple different sources for this. And we're just kind of go going over what he said, kind of. And just some extra notes that will hopefully help clarify things. Um, it definitely helped make things a little bit easier for me to understand. So we're going to get into it. And uh, off the bat, uh, the main issue, like I reported uh, the other day, was... Uh, Trump basically and, you know, his administration uh, was complaining that uh, the rest of the uh, the nations in NATO weren't, ba- weren't really providing their fair share in terms of their defense budgets and uh, what they're attributing in terms of their resources and their GDP into NATO as a whole. Now, um, to piggyback some more on that. Now, this is true that the U.S. does account for about 70 percent of the budget um, in terms in terms of just, you know, overall. Um, basically, basically, they help up. up uh, they basically put in the majority. We basically put in the majority of the money in terms of just uh, financial upkeep of NATO uh, in general and not even just in terms of defense as well. Um, however. Uh, the input from other other countries has gone up significant, well, not well, somewhat significantly, uh, about five percent in 2017, and so far has gone up another 3.2, uh, 3.2 percent this year. Now, what is also true is only five countries are actually covering the two percent that are that is stip- that was stipulated in a 2000, uh, 2014 uh, summit agreement. Uh, you know that. Uh, saw to it that all countries involved, uh, there's 25 other countries, they would uh, put up 2% of their GDP into uh, the defense budget of NATO as a whole. And uh, the U.S. at this point, um, a comp- uh, I think 
provides up to 3%, but we'll get a little bit uh, more to that in a second. Now, the countries that do cover uh, the 2% are the UK, Estonia, Greece, and Latvia. Germany is far behind with 1.2%. And uh, that's weird, but I kind of feel like they're, they're somewhat, you know, because of Nazi Germany and all that, there's probably a stigma on Germany having a, a very large army or any type of real capabilities like that. So I don't know if that plays into that, but they they are probably, I think these are one, at least of the European nations, uh, the nations in the EU, this is probably one of the lowest of uh, percentages here. Now, the despite all the drama, all the representatives there agreed to uphold the terms, like I said, that were defined in the 2014 summit in Wales. And this was the, the defense in uh, the defense investment pledge. Excuse me. Now, also, uh, countries uh, decided to make sure 20 percent of the spending goes into equipment. Fifteen countries are already meeting this mark. And by 2024, 24, 25 members should be able to do so. I think it'll probably be a little bit quicker than that. I'm, uh, that's just on just good faith. That's just me. Now, uh, Trump at the moment thinks everybody should chip in at least four percent. Now, mind you, he's not chipping in his. He's not chipping in four percent. Again, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, now, the defense spending in general uh, has gone up another. 30, uh, 30 to 40 billion, and it's been on the rise since uh, 2014. Now, uh, overall spending uh, has gone up 272 billion, uh, between 272 billion and 312 billion. Now, Trump is taking credit for this, but like I already said, this has been going on uh, pre 2014, and some of the biggest. Uh, some of the biggest spending has been going on since 2014. So uh, Trump, of course, will try to take credit for that, but don't buy into that. And uh, another, uh, we got some more info here. All NATO members uh, have increased their spending, except for the U.S., who remains at three and a half percent. Now, here's some more info with that. There, uh, during the U.S. involvement in Iraq, or I believe it was Afghanistan. Uh, yes, it was Afghanistan. Excuse me. Our spending went up to 4.7%. And now it's down to uh, about 7. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, 7 uh, point. I'm sorry. Yeah, 7.2 million. Sorry, 7.2 billion to about 6.2 billion this year. So, like I said yesterday, um, not necessarily, I'm sorry, it wasn't yesterday, but on my last show, when the uh, when NATO accused uh, America of, yes, putting a lot of money into defense and putting a lot of money into their, you know, military and all that, but they were using it for their purposes. Because in all reality, only 15% of what the U.S. was putting in or and is currently putting in is for U.N. Uh, sorry, sorry, NATO efforts. So that makes perfect sense to me. So there's a lot of game plan. Um, any more, you know, fact checking information comes out. I'll let you guys know because it's important that we kind of, you know, get to the bottom of this because, you know, this guy, he'll say anything and he'll take credit for anything. You just got to just, you know, keep your eyes open. Now, uh, one last uh 
piece of news here. A lot of you guys probably already know about this, but uh, John Schnatter, uh, he was involved with Papa John's. He stepped down from his executive position, uh, actually his chairman position, after uh, it was surfaced that he had called or at least used uh, the N-word in a conference call sometime in May. Now, he previously stepped down from another executive position after these comments surfaced. I think this already kind of I think this was already talked about when it happened. But again, you know, it still hasn't really gone away. Oh, actually, um, when he stepped down from his other position, it was because of his negative comments about the uh, NFL anthem protest. Now, um, as soon as he stepped down, the stocks, uh, Papa John stocks went up 3%. So, yeah, people are tired of races. People are tired of police calling them for those. No real apparent reason and calling them out their names on some racial shit. So there you go. Papa John's ain't really that good anyway. Just saying. I mean, shit. You got Little Caesars who got the hot and ready. Domino's and stepped that game up after the, you know, over the past 10, 15 years, you know, I'm surprised when I found out Papa John's was the third largest pizza chain. I'm like, what the fuck? Since when? Who eats there? I will find you and I will ask you, what is wrong with the round table? I'm sorry. I would. There are so many other pizza places that I would eat at before I ate there, but that is neither here or there. That's not important tonight. We're going to take a quick break, y'all. And when we come back, we're going to get into this NBA, straight into this NBA. And we got some football news, too. Actually, some baseball. A couple retirements today in football and baseball. So we're going to talk about those, too. And we have some offseason, actually some free agency stuff to get to in the NBA. So we'll be right back, y'all. All right, y'all. So we are back. And like I said, we got some free agency news here. Now, Isaiah Thomas, formerly of the Boston Celtics, formerly of the Cleveland Cavaliers, formerly of the L.A. Lakers, has signed a one-year, $2 million deal with the Denver Nuggets. I have reported a while back that it was he wasn't running to be signed with the uh, – Magic. It looks like that didn't go through. Um, he recently met with uh, the president of team operations, Tim Connolly, and coach Mike Malone. And basically, his role this year, because he's still, I believe he's, yeah, he's still coming back from rehabbing. Um, he'll basically be coming off the bench and he'll be expected to score and pass. And this is according uh, to Mike Malone. Uh, if that uh, name does ring any bell, uh, that's because uh, he not only uh, coached in Sacramento a while back, he coached with Isaiah Thomas, Thomas between uh, 2013 and 2014. So there, uh, there is some cachet between them. I, I would, uh, I would imagine they do know each other. Um, uh, again, like I said, uh, Thomas has been uh, rehabbing his knees since April, and he only played 15 games last year with the Lakers. Uh, he played, I think he didn't really play that many with Cleveland either. He spent a lot of time injured, so it looks like things haven't um, fully 
come to fruition in terms of his uh, healing. And it's kind of sad because a couple of years ago, he was up for at least a $26 million contract. Uh, he was a second team All-NBA uh, caliber player. And um, it just kind of sucks to see that, uh, you know, that, you know, might have might you know, might have fallen apart. And, you know, I think he might have taken some things um, a little bit to heart uh, in terms of just how Boston did him. I uh, felt like he, uh, Boston did him in. Uh, but Boston, you know, they had to make, the you know, the, a decision to, to go over the top. And uh, I think Isaiah Thomas, um, he probably could have waited a little bit more. Uh, if he wasn't really healthy, he could have, you know, given himself a chance to heal up instead of rushing out there with Cleveland. I think he, I don't think he really waited, um, and really gave himself a chance to heal up when he was in Cleveland and it, and it kind of showed and it sucks, but, um, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Um, and one quick thing, uh, we also, I also found out today that a surprise contender in the Kawhi sweepstakes is the Toronto Raptors. This is crazy because, I mean, I'm not too sure what trade package they could come up with. I know they probably have to send DeRozan. Why not DeRozan and Lowry? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, apparently they're um, on the list to uh, four of teams that San Diego, will, uh, I'm sorry, San Antonio is going to want to do business with in terms of trading. That's surprising. I don't know how Kawhi feels. Again, Kawhi says he's going to play for L.A. team next year anyways. So, uh, regardless of where he plays this year, if not this year, the next year, he's going to be in L.A. So, I mean, why would you want to take a chance? I mean, if he already stated he's going to be playing in L.A. next year, I don't know. That's 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 their business, though. <laughs> and uh, finally, for the NBA, we got one last bit of news here. Now, Jimmy Butler recently turned down a $110 million four-year extension from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, he was traded. Uh, he's been there since last year. Actually, he got traded there the day of the draft last year. Now, at the moment, he's not getting along with his younger teammates, Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, I think he had uh, problems with uh, Wiggins as well. And uh, I think he, he just doesn't like Carl Anthony Towns' approach to the game. Uh, it appears kind of from what I've heard, maybe it's a little bit too silly. I don't want to say the word lackadaisical, uh, but definitely not a serious environment. And apparently Jerry, uh, Jimmy doesn't think it's an environment conducive of winning. And that says a lot because he's been on playoff caliber teams that, you know, uh, with uh, D Rose at the top of his game, uh, with a Joakim Noah at the top of his game defensively, so uh, I do understand where he could be coming from. Now, however, uh, outside of him not getting along, there's more of a earning potential by waiting. Now, when he uh, waits until next year, he is if he can hit the open market, and he will be pretty much. Up for a $139 million contract, basically $140 million, uh, if he decides to go to a different team. And this is for four years. And now he can also get another max contract with Minnesota, but it will be up to uh, $189 million, so almost $190 million for Minnesota and for five years. So, and he can also, if he cho- if any, if all else fails, um, 
Let's say, for instance, he gets injured or something like that. He also has a $19.8 million option waiting for him in 2019. So he's he's solid. Um, I think the choice, I think he's going to give it one more year. Of course, he hasn't demanded a trade. Um, looks like he's going to give it one more year. Give it one more go around. See if Carl Anthony Towns can mature. See if they can make it past the first round. And depending on how they do, he he might stay. He might not. Um, it's it's difficult to say uh, when you're not getting along with your teammates. That does suck. But you never know. I mean, uh, I think if if Carl Anthony Towns, uh, you know wants to become a winner, maybe he's going to have to change some things. Maybe, you know, Jimmy Butler's right. Uh, but as a leader, maybe Jimmy Butler should do, uh, not necessarily make it be known, do as much to make it be known that he's not getting along, but actually try to involve himself in the improvement of his team. You know, maybe talk to Carl Anthony Towns a little bit, develop some type of repertoire with him and see what you can do from there instead of just complaining to the media and talk about how you don't want to be there. Now, <laughs> that's just me. That's just me. All right, y'all. We're going to take one last break. And uh, we get, we got some NFL news. Uh, DeMarco uh, Murray has retired. Also, Chase Utley from the MLB as well. So, we're going to talk about those. And then we got some baseball scores to go over as well. So, we'll be right back, y'all. I'm so 1998 right now. I'm so Versace, so Moschino right now. Let's go! Switch my Jordan eyes out for some Louis Lopez. Your baby mama about the house making booty posters. Later, if we ride out, I'ma use the chauffeur. Is it cool to coach ya? I'm a stud, you're a student. Dude, not meaning to be rude, but them hoes won't play you like they prude if you prudin'. Everybody wants to move with a movement. We in the house, you fools tryna move in. Catch me smoking bloods from a property on the ocean front. I'm from uptown, so that means I'm supposed to stunt. Predator or prey, and you know I chose to hunt. We eating what we catch. Captain, come, let's go to lunch. Money on my mind, pussy on my dick. Tony in my cup with some cushy in my spliff. I'm on a cloud where you are not allowed. Beat it. I'm with your bitch in three, it's just a crowd, nigga. These imaginary niggas, man. I can see them now. All in the mirror, rehearsing they swag. It again in my car again. These two bisexuals is bipartisan. I'm the lead, so I'm playing my part again. Camera in the bedroom, baby, co-starring it. Paper maker wanna cut, no scarring him. Love gloves, no boxes, like we sparring in the ring. My whip's the wing man. Touch your bitch with no extension of my wingspan. Man, damn. All my songs are like a movie picture. You take her to the movies while I make a movie with her. We gon' make a move. We still stationary. She showing so much love, so I know the hate and berries. Started breaking cherries, now I'm breaking backs. Ain't no need to brag, but I'm only stating facts. Perhaps it's just so easy to me. You want a reason to hate? I'm what you need me to be. Let's go. Y'all niggas just way too motherfucking trendy for me, man. Nigga like me, I'm classic, you dig know what I'm saying? I can pull some shit from out my wardrobe five years ago. And that shit is still being styled today. Beamer. Leaning in that big body like I'm doped up. Ice got my nose red like I'm coked up. So 
shop Shorty about to get poked up Thinking she can handle me Ho, don't get your hopes up I can make them come true Or shatter dreams Sipping Neutron Make a nigga bladder mean One part Nouveau One part Patron Hit the town sundown Till the break of dawn Might hit a restaurant Might hit a lounge Tupac shop G, how I get around Rose gold G-Shock It's a rare blend Had the rose gold chain For the pair then Mama put that good line To the medulla Four circles on my grill like a hula hooper Hang you squares won't fit Looking so mean so the stairs won't quit Slam So we back, and we're going to wrap it up for tonight. And we got some NFL news here. And DeMarco Murray has officially decided to retire today after seven seasons in the NFL. He was drafted in the third round out of Oklahoma by the Dallas Cowboys. And he also played for uh, Philly as well as for the last couple of years, Tennessee. Now, during his career, he was uh, one of the top running backs, actually. He was third in attempts with 1,604. He was also third in rushing yards with 7,174. Uh, uh, and he was also fourth in touchdowns with 49. Now, this was this was amongst uh, active running backs. So he was pretty solid. And he was also the uh, 2014 Offensive Player of the Year, as well as a three-time pro uh, baller. Now, in that 2014 year, he uh, he got 1,845 yards and also 13 touchdowns. Uh, last year, he didn't do so bad. He got uh, 659 yards with six touchdowns. And he also, the year before that, he got about 1,000 yards. But for some reason, the Titans decided to release him after the, uh, after the end of this season. And it was hard for him to get another uh, job in the beginning. But he did uh, eventually talk to Adam Schefter. And he told him he was getting some some calls from different teams. Uh, but I guess he just, you know, decided to move on. And it wasn't worth it for him. He's about 30 years old right now. And I think... Um, he was hinting at a possible career in ESPN. So maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, some sports, uh, sports casting, <clears throat> something like that, um, in a relative, uh, in a relative future. So, you know, good luck with that. Um, it's just interesting to see he's relatively young and honestly, you know, 2014, uh, was a, was a monster year. He didn't fall that far. I mean, he got 700, uh, about, I think about 750 yards the very next season after he got traded to Philly. But he was able to, you know, somehow get it right and had another 1,000 yard season when he went to Tennessee. So 
it wasn't like he was really falling off like that. You know, you could probably fit him in somewhere. Um, there were pl- there were um, according to him and his report uh, in uh, what he told Adam Schefter, uh, there was plans for teams bringing him in, and he possibly could be pay- playing uh, at the start of the season. But again, um, at the end of the day, he just chose to walk away. So uh, that's interesting. But he had a pretty decent run, so it's kind of boggling. It's kind of mind boggling to me, but. Moving on, uh, we have another retirement. Now, this one kind of makes sense. Uh, 16-year vet at second base, Chase Utley, has, uh, will, reti- will retire at the end of the season. Now, he's uh, 39 years old, and it's the final year. Well, actually, next year would have been the final year of a two-year contract. Uh, he's a six-time All-Star and a four-time Louisville Slugger, which is basically the award for the top offensive player in the league. It's, I think it's handed out to a couple players, uh, a few players, actually. And he also helped the Phillies w- uh, win the 2008 World Series. And I think Ryan yeah, Ryan Howard and uh, Jimmy Rollins are both on that team as well. And his best season was uh, 2006 when he got 32 home runs, 203 hits, and he had a National League best 130 runs, 131 runs, excuse me. And he finished seventh in MVP voting. Now, his career, uh, he averaged a 276. And he also got 259 home runs. And he's also known for his steals. He had 153 steals on 175 attempts. Uh, currently in LA, he's been a spot starter, um, basically a, a mentor role. And um, this season, he's pl- he started in about 30 of 57 games. Uh, he's played in 57 games overall, and he's averaged a 251, a home run, and 14 RBI. So he's, I mean, with his all-star appearances, his Louisville Sluggers, and also the, um, excuse me, the World Series win in 2008, he's definitely a Hall of Famer when it comes around. So uh, it, should, it was just a matter of time when he was going to hang him up. Uh, according to him, he definitely wanted to spend more time with his family. He does have two sons, one age, uh, one is three, one is six. So definitely wants to be involved with them and his wife. So being a family man, I respect that definitely. And, you know, he's, he's, he's proven what he can prove in the league. And he's definitely somebody that, especially even a lot of his teammates now on the Dodgers really respect. So He'll be, like I said, I think he's a, a Hall of Famer when it comes down to it. Maybe just not first ballot right away, but eventually when it comes down to it, maybe 10, maybe even 15 years down the line. I don't see why not. Uh, I think his name could definitely pop up. Uh, let's get through these scores right quick. Uh, we got Texas, uh, the Rangers coming out against the Baltimore Orioles 5-4. to four. Uh, We got the Pittsburgh Pirates beating Milwaukee 7-3. The Blue Jays, what's up with these double-digit scores this year? This is like, golly. Anyways, Toronto beat Boston 13-7. The Yankees, they lost to Cleveland 6-5. Uh, uh, the Nationals, they lost to the Mets. That surprised me. Two to four. You got the uh, Phillies. Uh, they got, I guess they got some good Chad uh, Chase Utley Juju. Excuse me. They beat Miami 2-0. You got the Diamondbacks. Uh, they come out on top. Um, ooh. Mm. Two to one. Now, I wrote this sloppy. I'm going to have to skip this. Oh, no, it was Atlanta. Ooh, 
ooh, chicken scratch. I can't do that no more. Anyways, they had the Diamondbacks beat the Braves two to one. Kansas City beat the White Sox six to nine. Tampa Bay beat Minnesota. Uh, actually, they lost to Minnesota, uh, eleven to eight. Uh, you got Detroit losing to Houston, zero uh, three. Cincinnati beat the Cardinals nine to one. We also got Seattle uh, losing to Colorado ten to seven, and it took extra innings, but the Chicago uh, Cubs got it done against the San Diego Padres five to four. And in the Battle of the Bay, the A's took the L today, one to seven. Sit on like the Giants. Boo. Boo. I'm not I'm not pleased. Anyways, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh tomorrow I wanted it to be a special Saturday edition because I recently watched uh the new Jurassic World movie. I wanted to review that, talk about that a little bit. It wasn't that bad. But we're going to get into a little bit of that. And also, I want to, uh, I was really uh, feeling my uh, my conversation about the rumble in the jungle. And I wanted to kind of get into some more boxing a little bit. And I was going to just talk about the top five most controversial fights that I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, should be a quick, well, not a quick list. We're going to go a little bit in depth. You're going to learn a little bit about some boxing if you don't know about it. Um, I plan to help you guys do that. And uh, yeah, and just kind of go into some to some old school fights. Not necessarily old school, but you know stuff that I know. You only hear a little bit about some probably some Mayweather, Oscar De La Hoya, those guys. If you never heard if you never heard of them, at least Oscar De La Hoya, you're gonna learn about him and a bunch of other guys eventually if you pay attention to the show. <laughs> now, mind you, thank you. Uh, we're close to forty episodes in. And it's just, uh, it's been cool. I like this. So we're going to be back tomorrow, special Saturday edition. And y'all stay tuned. Peace out.